Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, thanks for joining me. Today's podcast episode is being sponsored by Wong Liang Fu and Kei Ho in Singapore in memory of their son, David Wong Hong Ming. Thank you for sponsoring today and the previous three episodes of this podcast. I have been thinking about finding a simple way to help bereavers remind themselves of some of the most important things they need to remember on this grief journey. And I came up with something using the word grief as an acronym, G-R-I-E-F. So let's go ahead and go through it. G, give yourself lots of grace. Don't compare yourself with others, with other bereavers who are on this journey. Don't put yourself on a timetable. Don't expect too much from yourself. You are going to be forgetful. There are going to be triggers that are going to make you cry. You need to be kind to yourself. I remember really struggling those first few years. Even though I knew without a doubt where Becca was and the glory she was experiencing, it didn't take a giant eraser and just take away the pain and the darkness. It will probably take longer than you want it to to get out of this suffocating darkness, and that's okay. Not okay that you're in it, but it's okay that it's going to take longer than you want it to. You have had, it's like an amputation. A part of your very being has been cut off from you, and it's going to take you a while to figure out how to live with that part of you missing. So give yourself lots and lots of grace and allow yourself lots and lots of time, even if those around you don't. You can eventually learn to live with that piece of you missing, with your child gone from here on this earth, But there will be constant reminders and new situations causing you to stumble for the rest of your life going back into those dark times. No, it won't be as dark as it is now at the very beginning. But there are going to be triggers for the rest of our lives, things that remind us that our child is missing and we're going to cry. We may have some days where we just have a hard time functioning. Sometimes you're going to be forced to give in to your limitations of grief. Sometimes you will learn how to work around it. And yes, there will be times you will be able to soar above it. There is no right or wrong way. It's whatever way works for you at that moment in time. So give yourself lots of grace. R is release yourself from the guilt, the should-haves, and the if-onlys. If you had a friend who was blaming themselves for something like their child's death, you would tell them not to. That's a terrible burden for your friend to put on themselves. And that is what I am telling you right now. Don't carry this burden and blame yourself. Even if you and I have never met face to face, I can guarantee that you did the best you possibly could with any information you had that would have kept your child alive. Regrets and guilt do not serve you well. It just keeps sucking you under. You may think you let your child down or that you don't deserve to be happy because of what happened to your child, but that's a lie from the enemy. 
Another word for that to release yourself is to forgive yourself. You also need to release or forgive others. And there are so many people we need to forgive when our child dies. And I'm not saying it's easy. And I also want to remind you that forgiveness or releasing others is not for the other person. It's a gift that you need to give yourself. Now, I believe that forgiveness is so important in this journey of child loss that the very first eight episodes of when I started this podcast over two years ago now, those first eight episodes are on the topic of forgiveness and the different people that we need to forgive. And ourselves is one of those. For some reason, as of this recording, the Apple Podcast app, if that's where you're listening to this podcast, it only goes back for something like 26 episodes. I don't understand why it's not releasing or showing all the episodes, but you can find those first eight episodes on forgiveness directly on our website at gpshope.org. Just find the podcast tab and then go to the very beginning of all the podcasts. If only, if only, if only, I should have, I shouldn't have, these thoughts torment us. And at some point, we have to let them go or we will forever be brought to our knees from the bullying pain these thoughts bring us. What is done is done and what happened, happened. I'm pretty sure that your child has already forgiven you and released you from all of those things that you are blaming yourself for. And when you join him or her, those regrets will be totally wiped away forever. So why wait until then? Release yourself from them right now. And don't say, I can't. I'm going to say this as gently as I can, but you are choosing to hold on to those things as a way to punish yourself. Now, here's a question for you. Would your child want you to do that? Would your child want you living in a place of punishment for not being able to stop their death? When you think about where they are, and I am pretty sure that your child doesn't feel like they are missing out on things here on earth. They got to skip out on a lot of things, on the grief and the heartache. And where they are is so much better than anything we can comprehend here. I don't think your child is holding anything against you. And I don't think your child wants you to continue holding things against yourself and living in torment and misery, punishing yourself for something you couldn't control, you couldn't do anything about, or something you didn't know. So don't disappoint him or her. Make the choice to release yourself from the guilt. Please. I is to ignore those who want to try and fix you. They mean well, but if they've not lost a child, they cannot possibly know what you should or should not be doing. Most often, the people around us think that we should be going out and doing things to take your mind off of your grief. They think that if you're still crying and having a hard time functioning or you don't want to join something going on, that something's wrong with you. You should be getting past this by now. Maybe you need help. You need counseling. What they need to realize, and maybe you haven't heard this from me yet or anywhere else, but anything under five years is considered fresh grief for a parent who's lost a child. So if you are in year three and you still feel like you're way back at the beginning, that's normal. You have been under 
a trauma. And a lot of parents also have PTSD. You didn't even have to be with your child when they died, just knowing how they died. It is a trauma. You can have PTSD. And the thing is, it's acknowledged that anyone who's been in a serious accident and been in the trauma unit of a hospital will need a very long recovery period. And you have been through a trauma, an emotional trauma, and you need a very long recovery period as well. People who have not faced the loss of a child may tell you that you need to move on, that you need to get past it, or you need to find a way to have closure. These are all people who don't want to see you in so much pain, but they mean well, like I said, but to say it bluntly, they just don't know what they're talking about. Your child will always be a part of you, so you won't be moving on. Only having the precious memories of your child instead of your child makes it impossible to get past it. And having your future taken from you in the love and legacy of your child means there won't be any closure. However, it is possible to have hope in the midst of your intense pain. It is possible to have light break through the darkness. It is possible to laugh and have joy in your life in a new way. And it is possible to live a life of meaning and purpose again. Not only is it possible, but it is probable. But you need to ignore those who are trying to fix you and make you do it the way they think you should be doing it and stay connected with bereaved parents who understand because they have been where you are and they can walk with you on your grief journey, which leads us to the next one. E is engage with other bereavers. Now, I have used that term bereaver several times already. If you've never heard of the word bereaver and you're wondering what that word means, a bereaver is a parent who's been bereaved of their child. The root word of the word bereave, the root is the word reave. And if you were to look that up, you would find out that that root word reave, R-E-A-V-E, means to have something stolen from you, robbed, taken away violently and forcefully. And if you're like me, that's exactly how I felt when Becca died. I felt like she had been torn from me, that I had been robbed of her life. And so if you put that root word reeve with the P-A of the parent, you get the word pariver, a parent who's had their child robbed and taken away from them. So engaging and being with other perivers can help you know that everything that you're thinking and feeling is normal. You are not going through early Alzheimer's. That's how I felt. I was so forgetful and my mind wouldn't even hold on to information, and I would forget the dumbest things. Other bereavers, we can be your hope for you when you don't have your own. We can be light for you in your place of darkness and can encourage you. Like I have said already, you can live a life of meaning and purpose again, not in spite of your child's death, but because of his or her life. We're often torn because sometimes we find that while we want to be alone at the same time, we don't want to be lonely. And it's easy to find ourselves feeling very lonely in a room full of people. Those around us are enjoying conversations, they're laughing and living a normal life while we are still in a painful fog. Just being around other people isn't what we're longing for. It's being around people who care, those who get it, and who will allow us to be whoever we need to be at any given moment in our grieving. 
And that is why perivers gravitate to each other. You are not alone. We are here with you. F is to find ways to honor the life of your child. I'm going to read something to you that is in our free members library. It's called 10 Ways to Honor Your Child. Finding something to do in your community in the name of your child is a good way to help make a shift from living as a prisoner chained to your child's death to being free to remember and honor his or her life. It is important that others know your child was here and their life was important. The following can be done yearly on your child's birthday. One, make a special meal and a cake for a local homeless shelter or somewhere like a Ronald McDonald house. Two, buy gifts for a local children's hospital and do that in the name of your child. Three, get a big group of family and friends to go to a sporting event such as a Dodger baseball game or a Packer football game. Four, have a yearly bolathon or something along that line to raise money for a need at the school they attended. Four, purchase an animal like a goat or some needed item for a needy family in a foreign nation. This can be done through many international ministries or organizations. So the next one, these can be done yearly based on the time of the event or the need of these things. So the sixth idea is to purchase a musical instrument for a child wanting to be in band who cannot afford it or help them rent it. Seven, join an organization's fundraiser event in your child's name. Eight, find a place to have a scholarship like a gymnastics or wrestling club based on what your child liked to do. Now these last two are more of a permanent nature. Nine is go to your local public rotary gardens and have a park bench put up in his or her name with a meaningful quote or a, a large brick on the walk or maintain a section of that garden, something along that line. And 10, maybe even start a local ministry or a support group for other grieving parents and make sure that you are walking with other parents and there are other perivers around you so you can encourage and support each other. The ways we can honor our children are endless. But here's one more way. Did you know that we have a wall of remembrance on our website? You can have your son or daughter added with his or her picture along with what you want others to know about your child. All you have to do is go to the website, gpshope.org, and find it under the Resources tab. It's called the Wall of Remembrance or go to gpshope.org memorial to see the Wall of Remembrance and to find out how to have your child added to it. Finding a way to honor the life of your child will help you in not staying stuck in their death, which was a moment in time, an important and devastating moment. But I don't want to live my life from the place of my daughter died. I want to figure out how to live from the place of my daughter lived and her life mattered. So find ways to honor the life of your child. So those are five things I think are important for each of us to remember who have lost a child. G, give yourself a lot of grace. R, release yourself from guilt. I, ignore others who are trying to fix you. E, engage with other perivers. F, find ways to honor the life of your child. I asked Dave to make a nice PDF copy of this, of the G-R-I-E-F, 
and what each letter stands for. And we are making that available to you, our listeners, right now. If you would like us to send you a copy, just go to gpshope.org slash grief, G-R-I-E-F. You will also be able to find it in the free members library, which I mentioned before. There are a lot of helpful things in there. So please be sure to check it out. Go to gpshope.org and go to the resource tab and it will say free members library. Click on it and all you have to do is give yourself a name and a password to be able to access everything in there. Let's go on to our birthday segment. Ryan Bradley was born on September 22nd and is forever 25. Alyssa Barker was born on September 22nd and is forever 33. Brittany Evans was born on September 25th and is forever 26. Cody Simmons was born on September 25th and is forever 25. We know how important it is to remember our children's birthdays, and we celebrate with these families the day these four were born and came into this world. Thank you for sharing your children with us. If you would like to have your child's birthday remembered, just go to gpshope.org birthdays, fill out the form and submit it, and I would be honored to add them to our birthday segment the week of his or her birthday. I want to say thank you again to Liang Fu and Kay for sharing David with us and for blessing us at GPS Hope for sponsoring this and the last three episodes. If you would like to sponsor a podcast in memory of your son and daughter, you can do so. It's only $50, and you can choose the specific week and what you would like me to share about your son or daughter. Go to gpshope.org and look under the donation tab, and you'll find where to be able to do that. By the way, I know I've given a lot of web addresses in this episode. Anything I mentioned today, you will find links to go directly to them in the show notes. Let's go over this one more time. G, give yourself lots of grace. R, release yourself from guilt, please. I, ignore others who are trying to fix you. E, engage with other perivers. F, Find ways to honor the life of your child. I realize that none of these five things specifically brought God into the process as I talked about them, but that's because God needs to be woven into each one of these. You can give yourself grace because God is giving you grace. You need to release yourself from guilt because God is not holding anything against you. In fact, Jesus paid a very high price, his own life. We think about our child's death. Jesus died to make sure that you are released from all shame and guilt. It wasn't just to cover our sins, but to release us from shame and guilt. Holding on to your guilt is like denying that Jesus went to the cross and died for you. So please release yourself from any guilt. You can ignore others who are trying to fix you because God is the only one who can take the shattered pieces of your heart and bring them back together in a way that makes life livable again. And just like the Holy Spirit helped you find this podcast, He wants to help you connect and engage with other perivers who can walk this journey with you so they can be His words of hope and His arms of love wrapped around you. And God has already made a path for you to walk on that will help you find ways to honor your child while giving you a life of meaning and purpose. 
wherever you are on this journey, as always, I want to remind you to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.